Yanni Kuokinen deserves more love from the Devils organization and also the fan base because he actually had a very successful season on that line with Jack Hughes and Igor Sharangovich. So why not do a player profile for Yanni Kuokinen to show how appreciative I am of his style of play and his impact and his grind to get to the NHL level. So this is going to be Locked On Kuokinen for today's episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews, and it's currently 1.44 a.m. Eastern Time, August 26, 2021. It is a late night slash early morning grind, but don't worry, I already got a couple built bars in me and I am ready to go. So if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I basically talked about a silly season hypothetical scenario Uh, If the New Jersey Devils want to obtain Quinn Hughes, obviously, you know, I don't think that will come into fruition. I don't think the New Jersey Devils should pursue after Quinn because while it would be cool to have all three Hughes brothers on one single roster... I just don't think it's a great need for the New Jersey Devils, especially with the acquisitions of Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves and, you know, drafting Luke Hughes, uh, you know, clearly the younger brother of Quinn Hughes. I believe that's just more for headlines than an actual need. So uh, that's my personal opinion. Obviously, let me know what you guys think about that hypothetical silly season. That's something I saw during the course of the offseason, and I just said, you know what, Uh, it's probably never going to happen, but, you know, that's what silly season is about, just having the uh, discussions uh, over stuff that might not happen. But anyway, uh, you know, when I was doing yesterday's episode, I talked about Yanni Kuokinen because in one of those trade packages, uh, I think Yanni Kuokinen was involved in possibly being in that silly season uh, hypothetical trade package to acquire um, Quinn Hughes. And I just said, we cannot give up Yanni Kuokinen because is he the best one out of that top line of Jack Hughes and Igor Sharangovich? No, because it goes Hughes, Sharangovich, then Kuokinen. And Kuokinen, I believe, doesn't get as much love as the other two. And yet Kuokinen has put up, you know, pretty decent numbers for uh, the New Jersey Devils in his rookie year. Remember, he was an AHL All-Star. So I personally believe, and you know, I've uh, talked to a few other Devils personalities, they believe that Kuokinen, uh, you know, out of, you know, the players I just listed from Hughes and Sharon Govich, they believe that he's not really up to par with them and that, you know, someone like Jack Hughes and Sharon Govich just made him look better. So in 50 game appearances, he had eight goals, uh, 17 assists for a grand total of 25 points. So I believe that uh, Yanni Kuokinen does have some potential and he makes our rebuild interesting to say the least. So I believe Yanni Kuokinen deserves more respect and more love. So today's episode, I'm going to do a player profile and just basically discuss his hockey background, what led him to the New Jersey Devils, and overall my uh, uh, two-cent opinion as to what uh, Yanni Kuokinen can basically do for our future because I I know maybe he's not the most exciting player on our roster, but at the same time, he does make our line of Hughes and Sharon Govich, the kid line or the youth line, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know the the J and S and uh, J show. I don't know, but um, you know he makes that line interesting. So 
I believe that we need to give him more respect, and uh, I think you guys need to learn more about him as a player. I did uh, a similar episode for Sharon Govich way back in May, I believe. I did a few episodes surrounding Jack Hughes and you know what he needs to do uh, coming into last season. What was he doing right during the course of the season? And, you know, my two-cent opinion as to uh, how I felt when the season ended. So, yeah, I obviously did a lot of uh, episodes surrounding Jack Hughes. But I feel as though I need to give Yanni Kogan some love, too. And I need to give you guys uh, just basically his background from uh, playing with Finland, uh, you know, playing with the Carolina Hurricanes organization, how he got to the New Jersey Devils. And, yeah, it, it's just time for me to, to talk about Yanni Kokinen and what he brings. And I actually wrote an article for the Hockey Writers. Uh, a while back in terms of that and I was meaning to share it with you guys but you know it was towards the end of the season exit interviews were coming out so I just never really got around to it but I feel like now is a perfect time to just give you guys uh, a player profile on Yanni Kwokin especially with the season set to take place in about a month and a few days with the exhibition games so let's give Yanni Kwokin some love so uh, locked on Yanni Kwokin for today's show so uh, we had a lot of work to do during the course of the offseason, but uh, we succeeded. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, we got Dougie Hamilton, we got Ryan Graves, then uh, we got Jonathan Bernier, we got Thomas Tatar. So I believe this Devils team will be more entertaining to watch uh, compared to uh, the past few seasons, but that's my personal opinion. So uh, having two decent former first overall draft picks and Nico Heizer, uh Heizer being selected first overall back in 2017 and Jack Hughes being selected first First overall back in 2019 certainly has its benefits. It's one of the reasons why I told you guys, like, you know, I feel as though the New Jersey Devils should shy away from, you know, tanking and just going for the draft, especially with the acquisition of Dougie Hamilton. I think they're, uh, you know, five miles past tanking. And because I'd say we have two former first overall picks. Jack Hughes still has a lot to prove. Nico Heizer still has a lot to prove. I believe they're nowhere close to reaching their full potential and they still uh, you know, could potentially get better. So, you know, I'm not losing hope on either one of those players. So Nico Heizer's had to deal with injury. Jack Hughes is just trying to get accustomed to the NHL level style of play. So I'm not losing hope on either one of those players. And I believe they will be very uh, beneficial for the New Jersey Devils for years to come. So I just say, let's just be patient. And I expect big things for both Heizer and Hughes. I expect um, Jack Hughes to join Nico Heizer uh in the line of being a captain for the New Jersey Devils, in my personal opinion. So I believe Jack Hughes will be one of the alternate captains, and then Nico Heizer obviously will still be uh, one of the captains for the New Jersey Devils. But the Devils have been able to find some diamonds in the rough within their organization. I've talked about Igor Sharangovich, I've talked about Scott Wedgwood, and you know I know Scott Wedgwood didn't finish off the season strong, but you know, like I've said in many past episodes, I say Scott Wedgwood for what he was given and the over overall narrative he did better than uh what was anticipated out of him and you know you can't deny that so you know, we're able to find diamonds in the rough recently and I hope Ryan Graves is also uh, a diamond in the rough because even though he was playing with a good team uh this is going to be a true testament to his uh overall style of play which is can he translate it over to the New Jersey Devils organization as to what he was able to do for the Colorado Avalanche so 
um, you know, they were able to capitalize on players that either fell below other teams' radars or got lucky with their development and potential. So, you know, that's what I mean by uh, Diamonds in the Rough. Thomas Tatar, I've talked about that recently with Locked on Red Wings and, you know, how uh, he kind of fell under the radar. Seems like um, towards the end of his tenure with the Montreal Canadiens, they were not really appreciative of him. But, you know, clearly with Heijer and Hughes being selected first overall in their respective draft classes, they were obviously anticipated to have good careers. And, you know, they're on pace to do that. Nico Heizer is the youngest uh, captain in the NHL currently, and Jack Hughes, what he was able to do in his sophomore year campaign and just make other people around him better, and it seems like uh, Tom Fitzgerald and also uh, Lindy Ruff seem to really be fond of him, so like I mentioned before, I fully anticipate for Jack Hughes to be one of the alternate captains next year for the New Jersey Devils, so Hughes was able to break out in his sophomore year campaign, while Heizer's production value always seems to get halted due to various injuries and that was uh, proven evident during this past season. Nonetheless, he's still the captain of the organization and the young tandem of him and Hughes is certainly exciting. So you're probably thinking to yourself, wait, I thought you were talking about Yanni Kwokinen. Why are you talking about Heizer and Hughes? Like, where are you going with this? Well, I'm just saying, like, we expected, you know, big things from Heizer and Hughes, but I'm just trying to build up the hype of Yanni Kwokinen because it's like, we didn't really expect much from Yanni Kwokinen if we're being completely honest with ourselves. So sometimes the best production doesn't always come from the highly anticipated player and sometimes it can be found in the least likely uh contributor so um you know we didn't expect much from ty smith like i think he uh, went above and beyond expectations despite uh being drafted relatively high and you know he became all rookie team so in your honest opinion did you anticipate for ty smith to have the season that he had in which he was you know putting up a point in like I, I I forget how many straight games but he was like you know breaking devil's records he was breaking an NHL record or he was on the verge of doing so so um you know we didn't expect that kind of thing from Ty Smith despite him you know being selected in the first round and then Igor Sharangovich we talked about him you know being selected in the fifth uh, round and overall just no one expected anything out of him but he surprised a lot of people at training camp and he had to work his way from Belarus to getting to the NHL and then you know grinding his way in the AHL program and you know here he is now and as both respective players you know weren't really um you know sought after and just overall didn't have you know the highest of expectations they still had one of the best productions in the Mass Mutual East Division this past season so we've talked about our two uh young first overall selections we talked about Ty Smith and we talked about Sharon Govich but let's talk about another x-factor on the roster who was able to shapeshift uh this rebuild and just you know make us more exciting this past offseason and you know make us somewhat even more exciting this upcoming season and that is the Finnish left winger Yanni Kwokinen because he was another surprising pickup for New Jersey and has worked his way up to the Devils' top line. So Kwokinen's production can sometimes go unnoticed by the more casual fan. However, Devils fans should certainly appreciate his uh, contribution and effort. So we'll talk about that in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning. And it comes from betonline.ag. Remember to gamble responsibly. So it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at Bet Online. Can you guys do me this one favor? Make sure you head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% 
welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use that promo code Locked On. And now the second live read this morning comes from Direct TV. So this is very relevant for some of you football fans. So does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of that confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Okay, so let's get back to our discussion involving Yanni Kwokinen. So let's just basically talk about what he brings to the New Jersey Devils organization and uh, his background in terms of just, you know, earning his stripes and getting to the NHL level. So uh, he, he is in the top uh, five on our team in assists with 17, and he was also tops in points. So similar to his fellow teammate uh, rookie, Sharon Govich, uh, Kokonen had to earn his uh, time on the ice. Kokonen's professional junior hockey began in his native homeland of Finland, in which he played for a junior A team called the Olan Karpat, I hope I pronounced that correctly, from 2014 through 2016. His second year with the franchise was his best as he was able to tally up 53 points, 22 goals, 31 assists, and 41 games played for their U-20 program. In that same season, he was able to help Team Finland win gold at the U-18 World Juniors Cup, so he appeared in seven games and tallied seven points, three goals, four assists, so during his tenure playing with Finland teams, he participated in three different leagues. Junior A, uh, Liga, I hope I pronounced that correctly, is spelled L-I-I-G-A and uh, Mestis. So his production obviously sparked some interest from professional North American teams. He was drafted over the summer by the Carolina Hurricanes in 2016 at the 43rd overall selection. So, you know, that's just basically uh, his background in terms of playing for his homeland of Finland and just working his way up getting to the NHL level and getting drafted. So he instead elected to play for the London Knights of the Ontario Hockey League. He was able to put together a nice run in the OHL in which he was able to rack up an impressive 62 points, 26 goals, 36 assists in 60 games played, which he also carried over into the respective playoff run. He appeared in 14 games and was able to put up 16 points, 10 goals, 6 assists. So, scouts were saying that Kwokinen was a fluid skater who keeps his head up and is always looking to make a play. And he also works hard to retrieve loose pucks. So, 
uh, I think Devils fans know a thing or two about that. So that is uh, uh, courtesy of futureconsideration.ca in which they posted that in an article in 2016. So once Kokanen reached the AHL, he made an immediate impact for the Charlotte Checkers, the affiliate of the uh, Hurricanes in the AHL program, in which he was named an AHL All-Star and won the Calder Cup champion during the 2018-2019 season. He was later traded to the New Jersey Devils in the Sammy Votnin deal back on uh, February 24th, 2020. So I think the New Jersey Devils kind of struck gold right here in terms of getting Yanni Kokanen onto their team because, you know, I told you about his career playing for his homeland of Finland, uh, the OHL, how he was drafted, uh, you know, 43rd overall, and he elected to play, you know, for the Ontario Hockey League and just, you know, uh, what scouts were saying about him. So Kokanen does have, uh, you know, a bright spot in terms of his offense. And I think we all know that because I literally told you he was top uh, five in assists on this team. He was tops in points. And, you know, overall, it's just like he kind of falls under the radar for most casual fans. And I wish more people would give him uh, more attention because I think he does deserve it, quite honestly, if I'm being honest with you. And sometimes I think we need to be a little more appreciative of what he was able to do this past season. So is there any guarantee that he's going to, you know, repeat the same amount of success that uh, he was able to do this past season? Absolutely not. In fact, if I had to choose one of the players from those top line in terms of, you know, them getting demoted to a lower line or them, uh, you know, not putting up the same numbers as they were uh, a season ago, I would say Yanni Kokanen in a heartbeat because I believe Jack Hughes will maintain that consistency. Same with Sharon Govich, but I'm not so sure about Yanni Kokanen. But at the same time, you know, rookie guy uh, had to fight tooth and nail to get to uh, the NHL level, played in the OHL. And, you know, I told you guys what, uh, you know, the Charlotte Checkers were thinking of him, the futureconsideration.ca was thinking of him. And, you know, I, I don't know if you agree with their assessment or not, but, you know, that's basically what I found when doing research in terms for Yanni Kokanen. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what Yanni Kokanen could potentially do for the future. So I'm going to wrap this up in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the third and final live read this morning. And it comes from Built Bar. So remember, Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars ever. So did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faces. You don't know the Built Bar flavors? Well, you're missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, I love coconut. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of the, each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. So check out these awesome statistics. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar was the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that great? Go Team USA. So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So let's wrap up this discussion about Yanni Kwokanen and what his future holds for the New Jersey Devils. So even though he had a couple of NHL appearances between the Hurricanes and the Devils, uh, this past season is obviously considered his official rookie year. There wasn't a whole lot of expectation for Kwokanen due to him being considered more of a 
filler player uh, due to the Devils missing key players, including Brat, Votnin, and Heizer to begin the year. But as the year progressed, Kokkonen uh, flashed some potential that he de- demonstrated in Finland and the AHL. So he was able to score his first career goal on January 30th against the Buffalo Sabres. I think we all remember that. I think we were missing like all of our captains that game. And I think that was the game that Miles Wood and P.K. Subban had to be like uh, filler captains, if that's a terminology for it. So Kokkonen uh, was able to dish out three assists in the Devils' first game back from their COVID-19 suspension on February 16th in an upset win over the New York Rangers. And after multiple trips to the taxi squad, Kokkonen has certainly solidified his position as being part of this Devils rebuild and is a big X factor going forward. So the kid line of him, Hughes, and Sharon Govich will be fun to watch this upcoming season. Like I said, there's no guarantee that that band will stick together because, you know, it, it could uh, shift around. We don't know what's going to happen in training camp, exhibition games, but I believe Lindy Ruff will roll with that line as either his top or his second line to begin the season and whatever happens, happens. But you know, that's still up in the air. I'm not saying that's a solidified line. I'm just saying that Kwokinen has solidified himself as, you know, a legitimate NHL player. And, you know, uh, the three assists that I mentioned in which he was able to gather uh, in their first game back from their COVID-19 suspension, I think that really solidified Yanni Kwokinen's impact because I remember talking about it and how surprised I was because I didn't expect that from him. So, you know, Yanni Kwokinen, uh just facilitating like that in that upset when I, th- I think that's when uh, people start to, you know, have more respect for him or that's at least when I started to have more respect for him as a player. So when looking at it from that standpoint, I believe Yanni Kwokinen, you know, he's a bit of a wild card. You know, I've talked about this on my show before, but, you know, he's a good wild card, which means, you know, he he's sort of like a microwave. When he's hot, he's hot. But, you know, when he's not there, he's kind of just taking up space, if that makes sense. But I think that applies for a lot of players. But, you know, for Yanni Kwokinen, I'm excited to see what he could do for this upcoming season. And I think you guys should, too. And I hope you enjoyed this player profile involving Yanni Kwokinen. Did I miss any vital information? Did... Uh, you agree with my analysis of Yanni Kwokinen and his future for the New Jersey Devils? Do you think he uh, will remain in the top six uh, come the end of this upcoming year? You know, like I said, that's up in the air and depends on how the Devils finish. But anyway, as for today, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils. And thank you once again for listening. And remember... If you enjoyed this episode and if you enjoy my show, leave a good review and I will give you a shout out in the next episode. Trust me. Uh, just ask anyone who's left a review. I usually give them a shout out in the very next episode as soon as I see the review go up live. So once again, thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate you.